Welcome back to Changing the Times. My name is Josh Dacian. I'm your host, alongside my colleague, David Ulack. David, two days away from now, Super Bowl Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will take on Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning champions. It's an exciting time. Obviously, they're playing down in Tampa Bay during a COVID year where they expect 25, 30,000. Who knows? It's in Florida. They could, they could be selling out for all we know, you know? Um, they do things differently down there, and to be honest with you, I don't blame them. I'm going to bring in our colleague, Spencer Grossinger, to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, obviously what's at stake, you know, but also what some major moves have been going on in uh, this past week. So with that said, David, let's bring in Spencer. Oh, that sounds good. Spencer. Yes. Look at you, clean shaven, haircut. <laughs> oh, my God. a new man. I'm you this guy looks like he's ready to go to college. Is maybe out out in Arizona or something. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I've been talking to them, and you know, we're going to see what 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 transpires. But a lot of suitors, put it that way. Oh, I'm sure a lot of schools are signing up for Spencer G. They're signing up left and right. But it's great to be with you guys. We made it to the end of the season together on the show and throughout the season. And now it all culminates in a Tampa Super Bowl. So, so, David, your thoughts? Obviously, we head in and we got two two great quarterbacks. One is obviously in his tenth Super Bowl in Tom Brady, and the other one is going back for a second straight time. And in, in, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got two great ones. I mean, Tom Brady. What what else could we can be said? I mean, he's won like six Super Bowls, the greatest quarterback of all time. And then you've got Chad Henney on the other side who. Just as unbelievable, you know. I mean, Michigan guys, what'd you say, Spencer? Two Michigan guys, two Michigan guys. I mean, these are just two all time great guys. I mean, you ask me, I mean, that, that big play that Henny made a week ago, you know, on that fourth and one, just all time great play. I mean, he's really carried this team in spite of this guy, Mahomes, you know. It's just, it's unbelievable. Well, it is a total team effort. You know, 53 men on the roster. David, I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I was, can attest, uh, you know, that's, that's what makes it a great team. And, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Spencer, what, what's the one thing you always look forward to on Super Bowl Sunday? Is there a tradition that you have? It's a great question. Um, believe it or not, a lot of the time, Super Bowl Sunday to me, it, it, it is a little bit – it's a little depressing in sorts. And then oh, – Here we go. I knew it. No, I'm sorry. It, it no, 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 no. Be real, Spencer. Just say what you have to say. <laughs> I'll be real. I don't like the commercial folks because sometimes you watch games with people that are very into – they're just not really into the game of football, and then they, they kind of jump on their bandwagon football watchers. So I'm out there hating people that are bandwagon fans, casuals, nah. But but I'd say my favorite Super Bowl tradition, I would say it's maybe the box format that you go to where nobody knows how to bet the Super Bowl with the box format. And it's it's the props. I mean, it's the props of the first song and all this other stuff and 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 get, get gathering around and and watching it with friends. I mean, I guess that's what it's all for. So I know I just kind of slammed the casuals, but at the same time, I guess it's fun to have like a Super Bowl party. What about you, Coach? 
you know, I just love watching the game, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, and I think the last couple of Super Bowls have been really good, and I anticipate this one to be pretty good, too. Um, I love watching the matchups. I think it's going to be exciting because you have, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time and the heir to it. Could be the heir to the throne and, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job. He's 25-1 and one. It's, it's, uh, in 20, the last 26 games he started. He can ball. And it's going to be exciting to see if he can repeat or if timeless Tom Brady can uh, get a seventh. Dave, what's your favorite thing to do on Super Bowl Sunday? What do you look forward to? Um, usually my favorite thing to do is um, Super Bowl Sunday. In the past, my favorite thing is usually bet on like the four, like the 2, 2 p.m. college basketball game. And then see, see how much I can get going into the day. You know, see how much we can get going into the night. You know, so you start generating revenue early. You know, sometimes you you try to go on a run early in the day. That way, you can have a big wager on the game. But that's just me. But Super Bowl Sunday, you know, you don't even watch the Super Bowl. You just watch an over college game, right? Well, there's no college games going on during it most of the time. Actually, that being said. Fun fact, when the Ravens played the 49ers back in maybe 2012? Yes, yes, you're right. 13-12. I think it was 2012. Um, I was was actually participating in what was the only Division I college game going on at the time because because something had to get rescheduled from the day earlier, McNeese State versus Northwestern State. Awful. Well... You know, Spencer, when, when when you're playing that, you know, I didn't really care that I was missing the Super Bowl. It doesn't Bowl. make sense because the Super Bowl was two hours away from you that day in, in that state. And you could have even driven down to New Orleans to see the game and, you know, whatever. So, but, yeah, also, yeah, but, but, but Spencer, but you know what? What? See, that's the difference. You, we were just happy to go down to McNeese and win a game. You know, that, that's all I was happy about. But, you know, I, most of the time, if um, I, I hate watching with people. I usually watch by myself in the room and just so I can focus on the game. I think too much shenanigans. You're like, you're like me. You're like me. You hate those casuals. They're like, look at this commercial or the can't wait for the weekend songs or whatever song. You know, that's just me. You know, I, I do like watching by myself if I'm going to watch the game. If I, if I don't care about the game at all, maybe I'll go see people. This year I will not be going to a Super Bowl party due to COVID restrictions also. Yeah, you're going to a pretty person party. I actually like the Clydesdales. I'm going to be disappointed this year that they're not on. You know, that's my favorite part of the game. Them kicking field goals and stuff like that and going through New York City. and I love those Clydesdales. I don't know where they come up with them. We're the puppy that runs around all the time. I mean, <laughs> you know, David, you and I are dog guys. Like, you know. Yep. Got dogs are the greatest animals in the world. Cats are just, you know, they're just an excuse not to be a dog, you know? Um, dogs are too much maintenance. Too much maintenance. <laughs> I would love to be, I would love to be in, see what the cats are, with, what, what they think of you, be in their brain when they're in your brain. All right, let's get back to the game. Yeah, well, I got one more question before we get to this game, Coach, because I was curious about this question, actually. Which game was a better game to you? When Tom Brady beat the Falcons and had the comeback or the Russell Wilson versus Tom Brady when Brady scored 14 in the fourth quarter and the one-yard line interception? What was a better Brady Super Bowl to you? I'll say 28-3, to but I'll tell you what. 
The one thing that I'll take out of the 28 to three was J J Edelman's catch. Yeah, that was true. yeah, I changed locations during that. David, did you have the you had the Falcons, I believe, in the I game? Did, right? I did, I did. And you knew when when did you, when were you worried? Strip sack? Were you uh, worried? I, I don't. I, honestly, that that game's a blur to me. I, I don't. I don't know when I was worried. But Julio Jones catch, and yeah. then. I think that really Tom Brady beating the Legion of Boom was one of the biggest championships. I, I thought the better game was the the Seattle Seahawks game because if not for nothing, the better story was twenty eight to three. I get it, but the game itself, you know, for a long time was a terrible game. Yeah, and the the fourth quarter was great, but mm -hmm. what's it called the the Seattle Seahawks game? I think is one of those all time great back and forth affairs, and then the climatic the, the the ending the way it was for me personally, and I could see why you go the other way, was just unbelievable. I mean, I can't believe he did that. I cannot, I still can't, I still believe, can't believe that they didn't run. Uh, well, I mean, I, I can believe they didn't run the ball. I just can't believe the formation that they, they, they line up at the one yard line in a, in a shotgun and basically are forced to throw it. It's unbelievable. All right, let's dive back into this. But before we dive back into Super Bowl news, David, there was a big story that happened during amongst the blizzard that took place in the Northeast this week and, and had to deal with two quarterbacks. Both of them are on the move. Matthew Stafford traded for Jared Goff, two first-round picks, and a third round. That, that's unheard of in the NFL. And it seems like, you know what, we may have quite a, a lot of movement uh, moving forward. They was the biggest surprise about the trade? Um, I think the, the, the idea that, by all accounts, that the Rams had to give up picks just to get rid of Goff's contract. It was more... The price of that trade was more getting rid of Goff's contract than acquiring Stafford, which I find to be amazing. But honestly, my biggest takeaway is you've seen the – it's kind of something I've thought about over the last, like, day or so more. It's what went so wrong so quick in, in L.A. with Jared Goff and – the Rams, it was to the point where, yeah, well, I'm not talking about it. he wasn't, he was an average quarterback, this, that, the other thing, but it went from a point, maybe it seemed like week 10, week 11 on, out of nowhere, they're just completely non-committal. It's like they hated him, like, boom, they they absolutely hated him so quick. That's my biggest takeaway from this whole thing in retrospect, taking this a few weeks in, it's like, what went so wrong other than Goff? Not performing great. It's like they absolutely hated him. If you start reading the reading the rhetoric about it, it's kind of my, one of my biggest takeaways. What is the problem with Jared Goff more than just being an average quarterback? Spencer, did the Rams' general manager and Sean McVay, the head coach, tip their cap and and basically give up ground when they basically came out and said, uh, "Jared Goff's our quarterback for now." But basically implied that he was going to be, he was going to come back and be in quarterback competition. Did his value drop that much that they had to throw in those first round picks to move him? I just look at, I just look really at Jared Goff, and I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, he had the he had a really good defense, and he's he was it, before Sean McVay came, 
he was he was not a good quarterback under Jeff Fisher. So I've never I've never been high on the skill set of Jared Goff. I mean, after he won the Super Bowl, that's when the Rams they, they panicked completely. And I kind of agree with David that I don't know why Sean McVay that really loves Jared Goff uh, would 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 um, sign off on giving him that contract after the Super Bowl. Uh, th- that being said, you know Jared Goff in the in the coming weeks he lost to one of the the worst teams in in, in football history, the New York Jets, mm-hmm. and and he looked he looked terrible doing so. Um, I think Jared Goff's an all right quarterback. He he had Cooper Cup, he has uh, Robert Woods, but at the same time, um, I think I think that the Rams really needed to make this move. And, and Jared Goff, he he's so limited as, as mobility, throwing the ball. And now with Stafford, they have more of a chance. So I, I, I completely, I think the Rams made a great, great decision here because with Jared Goff, they had a very minimal chance of winning a Super Bowl. I mean, they needed. If you go back, he did play very well in the Cowboys playoff game. He played fantastic with a backup running back. But against the 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 Saints, he he could have lost that game very easily. The NFC Championship. So okay, so I ask this question to both of you. Detroit gets two first round picks and golf and a third round pick. A year, two years from now, who who made it that? Who's uh who the trade benefit most? The Rams or the uh, Lions? David, you first. Um, I think it's outside of the Rams making a Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl. I think the Lions will always be the winner of this trade. Um. I'm trying to think, but I think I think the Rams can can make the Super Bowl in an NFC that's getting older. I know Tom, Tom Brady never seems to never seems to go away, but I think the Rams are are definitely poised. So I, I think I'm going to say the Rams. Spencer, I would agree. The odds are, though, coach, is that this trade's not going to impact both franchises all that much at all. I mean, do you do you remember actually in the RG three trade? The St. Louis Rams, with Jeff Fisher, got so many picks for RG3. What ended up happening to both teams? What had, what happened to the Rams? They didn't get any better. You look at the Khalil Mack trade. What happened in that trade? Was there a huge jackpot? No. So the Rams, they might make an NFC championship with Matt Stafford. And the Lions, these, the Lions have no chance of these picks being any good. So it's the Rams completely. But the fact is, you really think a guy in Stafford's going to win a, going to get to a Super Bowl? That would be amazing if he won the NFC. Absolutely ridiculous. A guy who's never won a playoff game. So odds are is that this trade's kind of irrelevant in league history. But let's go with the Rams. What do you think, Coach? Well, Spencer, I uh, always enjoy hearing your dialect. I really do. I think the Rams are looking at this as a, a make it or break it. I think they they look at Stafford as one of the top four or five quarterbacks in the league. I also think they say, okay, you know what? We'll give up two first-round picks because most likely where we have ourselves projected, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going making a deep NFC run. So they're going to be late first-round picks anyway. And if you look at a lot of their skilled players, Cam Akers, Cooper Cuff, those guys were all drafted late second-round, third-round guys, you know, Tyler mm-hmm. Higgins. Um, they don't have their first-round picks because they generally don't have too many of them anymore. They give them away like they're candy. They, they don't value them, and they've had success picking guys in second, third, and fourth round, fourth round. And that's a testament to their scaling department, you know. 
I'm going to throw uh, David. I, I want to sponsor next year for this spot because it's our famous stat of the week. Okay. Yep. So, um, since 2009, which is when Matthew Stafford was drafted uh, first overall, to 2016, when Jared Goff was drafted first overall, there have been 22 first round quarterbacks. Only one is left on the original team. Can you name them? So let me say this again because sometimes. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So say it again. I wasn't fully. Okay. Since 2009, when Matthew Stafford was the first overall draft pick, at, through 2016, when Jared Goff was the first overall draft pick, there have been 22 first round quarterbacks taken. Only one of them remains. I know the answer, David. I know. You guys are taking from me because I'm going to take forever to think of this. It's not that hard, David. It's a top two pick. That's the that's the that's the giveaway. It's a top two. Think of the top two picks. That's a quarterback. Is it Carson Wentz? It's Carson. Wentz. It is very good. Uh, that's what I was thinking, but I, you know, I was I was I was trying to think. I was trying to think of Josh the way he worded the question. I was trying to make sure that Jared Goff wasn't a cutoff. It's very interesting because uh, you have Bortles, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. No, I was trying to think. Is was he saying that is Goff like the cutoff? Like. Oh, no. Oh, well, Derek Carr is so close. I always think Derek Carr is a first-round pick. He's not a first-round pick. Oh. All right, so here we go. Let's do another one. All right, since 2000. Great one. Through 2016. That's Obviously, we know Tom Brady was taken in 2000. All right? So since 2000 through 2016, 44 quarterbacks were taken in the first round. Only four remain with their original teams. So we're going from 2000 to 2016. Only four remain from their original teams. You've gotten Carson West. He's off the board. Roethlisberger. Good. Go ahead. Give me two more. That's a big one. That's a good one. Let's think of like the two mid two thousands, right? On Matt Ryan. Boom. Oh. Can you name one more? It's winning. Look it Ah. It's not Dak. It's not Alex Smith. Aaron Rodgers. Boom. You're right. David won that, though. No, it's not about winning or losing, Spencer. Oh, come it's on. about getting the results. Don't be a Quaker, David. You heard what I said? It's not about winning or losing. It's about getting the results, Spencer. It's a process. It's kind of like going to college. You know, as long as you get the degree, it doesn't matter where you get it from. You know? It yeah. does not. <laughs> yeah. It, it, what, what do they say? It's never too late to get an education or something? It's never too late to go back to college. I'll be the first one to tell you as I'm taking this class with a with online with GCU. There's a woman who's retired. Her grandchildren are 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 students, and she's going back to school. And she wants to get. She's going to go teach. So she's got to be in her sixties or something. Mm-hmm. So all right, Larry Fitzgerald. There you go, Larry Fitz, baby. He went to University of Phoenix. David said. Yeah, he got his degree from there. Okay. Fascinating story. From- um, it was a promise to his mother. I've seen the commercial a thousand times. Great campus, by the way. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So some other chatter this week. Carson Wentz, basically, again, very silent on his end. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of discussion, actually. A lot of chatter going out. A lot of people are disgruntled with him in Philadelphia for not speaking on Wow. Um, a couple teams being tied to him. New Orleans, New England. And Indianapolis seem to be reaching out. Um, David, when a quarterback is this silent in a city that, you know, beloved him for a while, 
Do you think this real? What What do you think? What do you think he's trying to do by sending a message? Do you think he's sending a message by staying silent? Do you think he really wants out of Philadelphia? Do you think he's so detached from from uh, a city that at one point painted him painted him with high regard? You know, I I think Carson. The whole situation is fascinating. I'm not even talk about the the Eagles and dead cap. I've it's I'm like a like a parrot on that one, but I think Wentz might also just be trying to mentally figure out: Am I good enough right now to beat beat out Jalen Hurts? Is this something I really want to go back into? You know, I mean, my my answer would be yes, but I think he is good enough. But that's that's neither here nor there. It's you've got a new head coach, mm-hmm. you've got management that seems to be semi committed to you by bringing in a head coach that was under the toolage of the guy that you had your most success under as offense from offense coordinator standpoint, you know, seems like they're doing a lot of things to try to make it right with Carson. Now is Carson going to mentally try to make it right in Philadelphia? I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's where you're getting the silence. Maybe he doesn't know what, what he wants. Uh, it's fascinating because I don't see him in a high leverage situation. He's not the Sean Watson you know, he's not even Matthew Stafford, you know. he's He doesn't have a ton of leverage. I mean, yes, he has a contract. Yes, he played well three years ago. Didn't play well two years ago. Last year was terrible. I, I, I don't understand the situation from any perspective, to be honest with you, other than maybe he just wants out and he needs a mental reset. Spencer, you live mm-hmm. in the city of Philadelphia. Your father is a diehard Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. What's what's your take on Carson Wentz's behavior? It's incredibly peculiar. Um, this was a guy, Josh, a coach that I mean, Carson Wentz was you you described it very well in your question. He he was the toast of the town. He had the city at his fingertips. He's out recruiting Mike Trout to to Philadelphia. He's out going to Sixers games, and and, and now. There's something personal going going on going on with him. I mean, it's 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 very unlike Carson Wentz, who always you know is out in the community, and the, there's there's really something awry with, with Carson Wentz. I, I, I thinking about it more, I just think that it, it's maybe Howie Roseman and Howie Roseman selecting Jalen Hurts and and last night I I actually listened to Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he said, he said, coach, that actually when there's a quarterback, like say Nate Sudfeld is on the sideline, like just warming up or, or taking throws, the starter get gets so irate in the NFL. It's like an uncommon rule to never be warming up on the sideline if you're a backup because the starter will just get mind deft. And having Jalen Hurts come in, come in as a second round value, it was the most strange pick I've ever seen maybe in all my years with the draft because you pay Carson Wentz as a starter. You don't select the second-round quarterback to be Brad Smith or Ronnie Brown and be a wildcat. That just doesn't happen. Taysom Hill's undrafted. You know what I'm saying, Coach? You have Greg Ward to do that. So that whole thing was the end of Carson Wentz to me, Coach. That pick right there. You know, Spencer, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that was the dumbest pick maybe an Eagle franchise history. And it's not a shot on Jalen Hurts. It's just you pay a franchise quarterback a um, ton of money. You, dra- you traded up and drafted him a second overall behind golf. Yeah. In my opinion, 
uh, it was a terrible decision. And and I, because you know the Philadelphia media loves this, and every time they're going to be throughout the entire training camp, which is pretty limited. How house hurts look? House hurts look. And then you have a, a quarterback, a coach who ends up getting fired at the end of the season because he wants to have an open competition. But this guy's mentally, you know, I don't know if the screws are tied on tight right now. So mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think Carson Wentz, by his silence, speaking volumes to the city of Philadelphia, the city of uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles, and saying, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. You guys don't want me. I, I, want, I want a fresh start. And by the way, you are going to have to pay that money. You are going to have to deal with a dead cap. I don't really care. You know, trade me for a third-round pick. But you know what? It doesn't bother me because I want nothing to do with, with you. So I, I, you know, a part of me says it's childish, but a part of me, you know what? I wouldn't be happy if I were him either. So, and, and, and go ahead, David. I, I disagree with the idea that the pick was a bad pick, and it still comes down to the idea of the only thing I can still wrap my head around. You just saw Jared Goff get traded, a terrible contract. You know, you had to give a first round picks to to an extra first round pick to get rid of him. You know. It's kind of like I, I said this to a coach on the phone the other day. Maybe they've had in their head a guy who's always injured, who has been regressing so mightily. Harry Rosen might have said to himself, I, I completely messed up with the contract. Same thing that you're seeing with Jared Goff. Maybe there was a year out in front of it. And now they're going to, and you know, this whole idea that they're going to trade him. The only thing that's going to be the saving grace for the Eagles right now, and the only reason that they can possibly trade Carson Wentz, because you do have a starting quarterback on the roster. And it's going to be, in a lot of ways, when you start reading it, well, who would take a $30 million cap hit over two for two straight years? You know, well, the Eagles have the, the starting quarterback. And what do you pay a starting quarterback in the NFL? About $30 million, $40 million. So in, in their justification, they'll be like, okay, fine. It's just the same thing as paying a starting quarterback that is never going to get the value on. They're, they'll never, ever get the value of Jalen Hurts on a team-friendly contract. That's the big difference. Okay. Well, David, I, I disagree with you in a, in a couple of ways, all right? <laughs> One is that Carson Wentz, it's not like Jared Goff missed the playoffs last year. Carson Wentz made the playoffs with Greg Ward as his wide receiver, or Sega Whiteside, who's a stiff, who literally can't move. He had his running back was what Miles Sanders, a dead rookie. He doesn't have Sean McVay calling plays. He had Doug Peterson. It's not like Carson Wentz was absolutely a terrible quarterback the last couple of years. I know he was an MVP in 2017, but it's not like he's been just absolutely awful. He's been a decent quarterback. You look at also the tools and, and you, the eye test when you watch Carson Wentz is he's more mobile than Jared Goff and he can throw, he can throw for, for, he, he has a big arm. He, he can hit explosive plays. We can see it happen. You don't have any wide receivers there. You're looking at Jalen Hurts and thinking Jalen Hurts is going to be 2017 Carson Wentz. I, I don't think it was a good pick at all. And then well, you're, well, you're completely, I, I think Carson's played well the last few years, actually missing the boat on here. All right. What is what? First of all, your perspective is terrible. What you're missing the boat on here is that Jalen hurts. If they don't believe in Carson Wentz, which it seems like the Eagles organization mentally doesn't and probably going in last year, they might've been right to not believe in him is that, 
Harry Roseman gave himself. I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts was a great pick. That's not where I'm going with this. But what I'm saying is it has literally given himself the only out card because if you trade Carson Wentz, you either eh, then you have to go get a first round quarterback, whatever, maybe. But I'm you, know, the Jalen you can't pick. go out and sign the quarterback because you've cap tied your team so much. What I am saying is, in retrospect, yes, it does not look like a great pick. I get that. But at the same time, if the guy is so bad, Jalen Hurts did not affect Carson Wentz's play last year. Carson Wentz was absolutely god-awful. And the only thing that is going to save Howard Roseman's job, which I don't think should be saved, is the fact that out of nowhere you have a guy that you're paying very little and you can now justify it and say, hey, this is our starting quarterback, and yes, he's going to make Carson's money. That's uh, I'm, I'm arguing that, that actually – that Jalen Hurts and this Eagles organization affected Carson Wentz's play because Carson Wentz started he started to, to be insecure because he knew the organization didn't. They don't have him. a very good quarterback to begin with, and then Mace, Mace Peter, so, da- so David, okay, David, if yeah, Carson it didn't affect, Wentz, it didn't affect David, that, you can't you can't have an out here. You're saying Carson Wentz is washed up, right? He's not a good quarterback, right? Hey. Yes, that's what you're saying. So if he goes, he has been good for I'm them. arguing. I'm arguing that Jalen Hurts is the second pick in the draft. That mentally, it ruined Carson Wentz, and he wasn't strong enough to handle it. And it's I'm blaming it completely on Howie Roseman and Jalen. I, 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 I know you're that, a control what you can control guy, but two quarterbacks has never worked. And uh, I, yeah, no, you're right. It didn't work. It didn't work for Aaron Rodgers. Jesus Christ! Uh, Aaron Rodgers was a different situation. It's not different, Spencer. You can't just make up your own narrative to make it convenient. <laughs> Right, hey, 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 David, did, 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 uh, Jordan, Rogers? does Jordan Love have a package that he comes in for during the games? No, he's on the sideline. He's not, he doesn't even dress. You, you had Jalen Hurts just, just coming into the game randomly and yeah, him yeah, lining yeah, up with the white person. Once was that great, that wouldn't happen either. Spencer, I, you, uh, you love this two quarterback system. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't love any two quarterback system, kid. Spencer. He's a kid, Carson Wentz. He's a baby. Aaron Rodgers is a grown man who's like 38 years old. And just like Drew Brees is like 41 and you have Taysom Hill. So go ahead, Coach. Maybe it had something to do with the offensive line too. They had 15 different fifteen different times they started uh, a different offensive line set. Jason Peters, exactly. Jason Peters stinks. I mean, Kelsey. Andre Dillard's f- phenomenal pick out of Washington, right? Great pick for Carson Wentz. Yeah, they're awful. I mean, you know, all right. So, all right, let's get back into this. We, I, I was going to touch base on one more time, but I think we're running a little long. Deshaun Watson basically still wants out. Nick Calisari, uh, Cooley, they're saying it's not going anywhere. Do you believe that narrative? Do you believe he's not going? Do you believe he will be starting quarterback for Houston Texans? So, uh, game one, Spencer. Me? Yeah. Um, I would, I would say, I would say no. I mean, because they're not going to announce that, yeah, you know, we're going to look at every option. Well, I guess they're not going to say we're going to look at every option for Deshaun Watson. You just hear too much noise. I don't think that they have the guts to really keep Deshaun Watson. They're going to be publicly pressured to do it. You see this in in other sports leagues a lot with disgruntled star players. And Deshaun Watson's a star player. He's a top seven quarterback, no doubt about it. And – I definitely see him, and and Deshaun's value is very high. I, I do see him being moved, so I, I'm going to say no. Okay, uh, he's not going to start in Houston. 
I, I think the only way that Sean Watson does end up getting traded, which I do think he will be, is that I think what the Texans are doing, they're publicly setting themselves up for that. They want Deshaun Watson to kind of come out and make a spectacle of it himself. They're not going to let Deshaun just kind of sit in his backseat, never say a word, and, and then trade him. They, they Obviously, they want him. And if Deshaun Watson wants to get traded, I think he's going to have to publicly come out and start making the spectacle of it. So that's going to be the next move that I'm kind of interested to see. Kind of like James Harden, huh, David? I don't think it's going to be like James Harden, but I think, um, yeah, I do think that he's publicly going to have to say, I do want to be traded. Because all you ever hear is, well, Sean Watson hasn't actually ever said anything. Do you think Deshaun Watson should attend training camp, David? And like, or do you think teammates are going to like Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Just I, to- I, I think teammates love Deshaun Watson because either. in because with the Rockets, I mean, John Wall doesn't like James Harden. They all didn't. Yeah, like but that's a, that's a different thing. James Harden also said to the media that his teammates suck. <laughs> yeah, they they were going on a pretty good run, but that's for another day and another time. All right, so let's get back to the Super Bowl. All right, guys, what do you who David? I'm going to kick this off with you. Bigger game. Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? I'm gonna I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, just I mean, are we talking about legacy or individual game this Sunday? No, no. Like, let's talk about legacy first. Okay. Well, I, th- I think it's Patrick Mahomes because I mean, I've heard it a thousand times. This is not an original narrative, but it's very true. That's right. Patrick Mahomes can never catch Tom Brady as the greatest of all time if he don't doesn't win this game because then he would need another Brady Mahomes Super Bowl. And you almost would need two more That's to really plot, surpass it if he doesn't win this game. Because you would say, well, Tom Brady, the greatest ever, beat Patrick Mahomes. And I think legacy-wise, this game is so big for Mahomes, but it's not as big for Brady. That's very interesting. That's a good point, David. The one thing I was going to say, the the argument, the counter-argument is that Mahomes is so young, he could get more opportunities, but... I, I kind of agree with you because Brady beat him in the AFC Championship also. Yep. So, that's a good point. Okay. Standout players. Who's going to have a better – who's going to be the game breaker? Rob Gronkowski, Tyreek Hill, Jason Kelsey, Mike Evans, or someone else? Hmm. Spencer. I want to go someone else here. Because it's the Super Bowl, and usually weird players make big plays. So I'm going to go with Miko Hardman and Le'Veon Bell. Maybe Le'Veon Bell. Wow. Okay, David? I'm going to be interested to see. Um, I'm going to stay a little bit chalk here, but it's only because of what we saw. Maybe it was like week 11 or week 12. I mean, Tyreek Hill absolutely torched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, had, like, 200 yards in the first quarter. They had n- no answer for him. I don't think that goes away. There's obviously some sort of matchup issue there. I would expect Tyreek Hill to have a huge game. All right, so you're going Tyreek Hill. David, yeah. Spencer's going field. Yeah. yeah. I think Spencer could be definitely on to something. What about you, Coach? You know, I, I, I'm going to go Jason Kelsey. I really will. Uh, not Jason Kelsey. I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey. I was going to say Jason Kelsey could be um, I'm probably pounding a few cold ones on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, he might be still in his mummer's outfit, Spencer. You know? <laughs> that would have been, been the greatest pick because, like, Jason Kelsey, because that's almost like he's in a Super Bowl commercial or something and he makes the biggest impact. Yeah. 
just like our friend Freddie Mitchell, coach. He was on the Justin Timberlakes. Did you see him? Remember? No, I don't watch Justin. Well, well, for first of all, your friend. Don't don't say our friend. Your friend. Uh, he ha- he was on the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, Eli Manning's going to make a big impact in the game. He has a Super Bowl commercial. Does he? But oh, Jason yeah. Kelsey was the funniest. That was a great answer, Coach. I loved it. All right. All right. Who's got the coaching edge? Andy Reid? Bruce Arians? Um, I'll, I, I think it's definitely Andy Reid. I think being there in the past, you know, winning the game, I think they're always – Always, what's it called that helps? I mean, and also we touched on this last week. I think the the real coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks at this point is Tom Brady. So, <laughs> so for for me, it's Andy Reid. Spencer, no respect once again. I'm going. Andy. I'm going differently here. Um, I think this game. The more I think about it, it would be easy for me to say it's going to be a Chiefs blowout. But I really think Todd Bowles <laughs> is is a big. Uh, it, it, it comes down to Steve Spaggs versus Todd Bowles. And I just think Arians in this game, I just think he's going to be ready for the moment better. And, it, and it, he's going to keep it close because they're only going to rush four guys. So defensively, Bruce Arians is going to somehow have input on Todd Bowles. So I'll go with the Bucks coaching staff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Everyone loves Andy Reid now. Yeah. Not, you know, I know a lot of people in Philadelphia do not, but you know, there's a, That's there's right. a, yeah, I've There's, heard people on both sides, though. I've heard Eagles fans rooting for Andy Reid. Haven't you, Coach? Or just yeah, absolutely. I mean, they did Andy Reid Appreciation Day last year, remember? I've heard it both ways. Yeah. I really don't care, to be honest with you. You know, Big Red is Big Red, you know? Um, all right. So before we dive in, let's dive into our, you know, picks, prop bets before we get out of here. Um, so, Spencer, who are you taking in the Super Bowl? Are you taking the Bucs or are you taking the reigning champs, the uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs? Never heard this question before. No, I'm kidding. Josh, um, this is this is this is really tough. I, I really want the Bucs to win. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's gonna be the Bucks defense is actually they're gonna play very, very well in the game. It's gonna be like 35 to 23. And the Chiefs are gonna gonna surge late, and and Tom Brady will do a decent job. The first half is gonna be very low scoring in this game, but this is what's gonna happen. The Bucks are only gonna rush four guys. They're gonna drop everybody in the coverage. They're not gonna blitz one soul, and the Bucks pass rush is gonna play well, and that's why it's gonna be close. It's it comes down to the Bucks defense. You know that the Chiefs defense against Brady is gonna be kind of. Is going to be successful. I don't think Brady's going to light up this Chiefs defense at all. So okay, so so just so I'm you know lost in your you know monologue. Uh, yeah, I yeah. still have you down as Bucks uh, the Chiefs to go. No, into Chiefs thirty five to twenty three. All right, thirty-five to twenty three in a close twelve point win. Yep, I so I I picked up on that too, David. You know, I mean, you know, gaps. You know, a little bit. Anyway, what was the score last year, Chiefs by like double digits, right? A close twelve point two possession game. Chiefs yeah. won last year in a similar way. They were down ten going into the fourth quarter. They won by ten plus. Um, 
David. You're right, Spencer. I'm just, I just love giving you a tough you know, time. Um, that monologue was just ridiculous. So. It wasn't ridiculous, Spencer. I love giving you a tough time, though. Um, <laughs> All right, David, who you got? I am going to take the Chiefs. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rewrite my wheel here. I've said it all year. I'll take the Chiefs anytime, anywhere. You know, I think they're the best team in football. I think this is one of the best teams in football history. Um, and maybe I'm not saying the best, but one one of the better teams in football history. And they're just. It seems like no matter what, they'll always have the answer with Mahomes. So What's I'm, gonna the, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take them in an extremely close game, forty-five nothing. I'm just joking, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the closest game, yeah, the closest game possible. I'm gonna say 31 to 17. Okay, you know, you know why the Chiefs aren't one of the greatest? It's because they're they're gonna get blamed for the regular season, not winning by double digits. Yeah, well, but they win games. That's what matters. They, 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 they win, but yeah, that's why I said they're not the greatest. But they they are, to me they are one of the greatest teams in the. I NFL. know I can't name an 18 and one champion. Like it's so rare. Well, they they what's it called? They, didn't they, they? They were fourteen and two this year. Ah, yeah. They lost the last Dang week. And yet, you're right, Justin Herbert. You're right. Yep. All right, so I'm gonna go and say Tom Brady gets his seventh ring in a thirty-five to thirty-one <laughs> victory. Scores late, defensive stop, drives down, and gets on the pirate ship. Even though they won't be shooting cannons off, they'll be, they'll be celebrating championships and hosting Lombardi Trophy. Great. So, so it'll blow out 35 to 31, right, Coach? I mean, blowing it out, David, just destroying it, you know? I mean, yep. Bloodbath? Well, that could be true, right, Coach? Any, anything's possible. The Chiefs score a couple just garbage time. Uh, well, let's put it this way. Brady, if he wins a Super Bowl, he's not He's not in the blowing teams out. It's all about late dramatics. It's exactly right. And that's why, yeah, I mean, Adam, you know, Adam Benatari a couple times. Yep. Yep. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, all he does is win, win, win. You know, Spencer and and uh, Musha Muhammad. Exactly. You look at that Panther Super Bowl, one of the great Super Bowls. Yeah. All right, David. So, what are some of the prop bets you got for us? Okay. So, let's, uh, we, 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 we've got a few props. We'll, we'll, first one, I think this is the most bet on prop to go with. Heads or tails, the coin toss. This is the most bet on prop in sports each year. It's actually bet, bet on more than anything. I think they, they take more money on this than the Super Bowl. I'm just joking on the last part. All right. Let's go, Coach. Uh, I'll, I'll go tails. So, so, do you think the Chiefs pick tails? Who's the away team? Aren't the Chiefs? It feels like the Chiefs are. Actually, wouldn't it be the higher seeded team, and that would be Tampa? They'd be the they'd be the away team. They switch every year. Tails, Spencer. They switch every year. The Chiefs will pick tails. It will be heads. It will be heads. Uh, I'm gonna t- I was gonna, I was gonna go opposite of Spencer no matter what on this one, so I'm gonna go tails. But you're thinking heads. We'll uh, see. If you said tails, I was going heads. Okay. Okay. We'll go heads. All right. Um, Love, Love it. Will there be a score in the first five minutes? This is even money. Okay. Yes or no? I'm going to go no. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say yes. 
Yeah. Actually, I think a lot of this has to do with who gets the ball first, by the way. Okay. Mm. I'll go no also. Okay. All right. Okay. We got we we've got another good one here. Tom Brady passing yards, two ninety six point five over under. Spencer, go ahead. Under. David, you want to go? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take the over on that one. I think he's gonna. I think the Chiefs' offense is gonna force him to be moving the ball. Okay, I am gonna. I'll go under. All right. Travis Kelsey receiving yards, ninety-seven point five. I'm gonna go under. Yeah, I'll agree with Coach Under. I'll I'll just be the contrarian over guy. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see if we can get. Um, I'm going boring, boring picks. Yeah, no, I want I'm, I want Coach to be right. I kind of want the Bucks to win this game. But. Well, now you're just playing both sides of the fence. Yeah, I, I love it. He's a- here, here, here's 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 a good one here. Okay. Longest made field goal, forty six and a half yards. Over under. Over. All right. I I agree. I agree with Coach. I'll just uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna be contrarian here. I'm gonna go under. Harrison Butker. All right, um, we'll do it. We might make a. This might be. I don't even know what we're at here, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to give two more here, and I'm better going. be good. All right, <laughs> David, it better be good. <laughs> it better be good. Okay, I'm like the other one. third down conversions in the game, eleven and a half. That's a great. That's a good one. Under. Under. All right. I'm going to go over. Yeah, yeah, I'll go over. I'll separate with Coach. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, and th- this is the last one. Yeah. Should we do first song as the last one? Uh, uh, no, you do one, and then we do one more. Okay. Uh, you do, yeah, Spencer, you want two more and one more? One more, one more. Fine, no, you're no. right. Who cares about the song? Just one more about the game. One more. Okay. Total punts in the game, six and a half. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm gonna go under. Going under? I'm yeah. going. I'm going over. I'll, I'll take the under. What do you What do you think the score is going to be in the first half? I, I, I don't know, Spencer. <laughs> Let's go ten seven bucks in the first half. <laughs> what is the over under in this game? Um, fifty six and a half. Well, Spencer. Wow, Spencer's just over. David, you and I are. I'm on. Actually, I'm under. I have 56. Or I'm sorry, I have 66. And you are under. Okay. Boys, it has been a fun time. We're looking forward to it. Maybe we'll do a halftime show uh, Sunday night. Um, maybe not. Anyway, David, let's take us out. It's been a fun run. It's been, it's been, it's been a great year. Um... If you've been listening to us, I'm sure you know where to subscribe. But for the new listeners, you can always catch us on Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere where you get the your podcast to listen to. And thank you for listening. Until next time, we got changing the times. David, the best part is dinner's on Spence.
Then it was on Spencer. Spencer, we I have not forgot about it. Happy New Year.